0: Ashling first leader's questions today uh, began with housing yesterday and uh, started off with housing today as well and this covers something that Sinn Féin raised in a motion mm-hmm. last night the issue of investment funds making mass purchases of residential housing
1: Indeed, yes Coleman. and the fact that you remarked on it there that it was housing yesterday and it's housing again today in the choice by Sinn Féin um, in their topic of quest of choice uh, for leaders' questions um, and this is something that the housing spokesperson for the main opposition party signalled um, earlier this week before the start of the doll, saying that we're focusing, we're going to be focusing on housing, it's going to be our main priority and, and I think it's kind of a, it's an interesting one column because just before Christmas I think we saw a little bit of a misstep from Sinn Féin um, bringing that uh, no confidence motion in the Justice Minister so it's definitely a refocusing and I think Sinn Féin and, and other political parties can smell the whiff of the election potentially in the air and are refocusing on where they are strongest. Um, and in this way a story that came out in the last couple of days has really kind of played into what Sinn Féin want to talk about and want to set the agenda Which is that um, an entire housing or an eighty-five percent of an entire housing estate in Balgriffin in County Dublin? was bought by an investment fund um, and they're going to be renting them out for over €3,000 a month. Now, I don't know many people that would find that uh, affordable at all in any way and this is Bellcamp Manor in Dublin. Um, so, there were 46 out of the 54 homes um, were purchased by this, by an investment fund um, and I suppose this is the, the vulture funds, the flashpoint that we talk about and it gets a lot of, um, it, gets, it gets talked about a lot. It is something that the government have tried to uh, combat but. By um, introducing the 10% stamp duty for uh, people who are buying or investment funds that are buying 10 properties or more, um, which is what you're doing if you have that kind of capital, your investment fund. Um, so uh, the, uh, the deputy. Um, Pierce Doherty got figures from the Department of Finance um, this week as well that showed that more than 620 homes uh, were bought by investment funds in 2023. Now, he put this all to the Housing Minister, uh, Dara O'Brien, today in the Dáil for leaders' questions and Dara O'Brien pointed out that the measures that he brought in in 2021, such as this 10% stamp duty and as well changes to the planning laws have helped, he says, because the 623 that Piers Doherty referred to is a small proportion of the 30,000 that the government... Uh, of 2%. new bills uh, Exactly, 2%. So he's saying that it's a small proportion and that I suppose the Sinn Féin were slightly making it sound a lot bigger uh, or a lot more of a problem than the government thinks it is. Uh, they think they're uh, tackling the matter with the difference in planning laws and the stamp duty. Now... The housing minister did say that he would look at the stamp duty and raising the percentage. Sinn Féin, in their motion this week, wanted to raise it to 17%. um, And then, but there is a question over, I suppose, whether that would work. If you're an investment fund, you have a lot of money at your disposal. Is 10% to 17% really going to make a difference? We don't know yet. Um, But then also, um, what I found is quite interesting is that the Social Democrats said that the the rate should be increased to 200% to make it an effective ban and um and 200% mm. uh, making it an effective ban on on this type of purchasing by investment funds so again uh, not not tested i suppose but an interesting uh, an interesting slant on it
0: all right um Fiona Lachlan, the the, the, the figure, sure, it's it's 623 is roughly 2% of the 30,000 new builds in, in the country, but it's a significant portion in one particular area of Dublin so of the nationwide picture it's small for people trying to buy in one of the most under pressure areas of the country it's not so insignificant is it?
2: No and I appreciate that I would also say that Shafane do don't have the monopoly in terms of prioritising housing for Fianna Fáil, housing is very much our main priority in government and in terms of delivering and I think that Minister Daryl O'Brien is doing a really good job in terms of the different schemes that he has brought in in terms and of course in terms of delivery. Almost 33,000 commencements last year, which has been the highest since the figures started to come into play. But just going back to that point, the, that particular bell camp, that particular development, the planning permission was in 2018, which was prior to the legislation, which obviously couldn't be retrospective. Now, in terms of the stamp duty for houses under one million, stamp duty is one percent and over a million. It's two percent. So from one percent to 10 percent is very, very significant. I I have mixed views in relation even to even if
0: you're an investment fund with an enormous amount of, of of capital which you know ordinary developers and certainly one-off home buyers may not have the same chance of accumulate you, you could negotiate with the developer to get bulk discount which may offset what your 10% is going to be at the uh, at the final uh, well, purchase. Well,
2: you know, I think the point that Ashton is making that possibly doesn't make that much difference to the companies but where it would make a difference is to those that they are renting out to. So when we're talking about Belcamp at a 10% stamp duty that would be those houses would be rented out to 3,000 which I agree is just like, you know, crazy money and I don't know anyone within my circles who could afford that but if that then was at 17% or 20% or 30%, that's going to bring that up even higher to 3,500 to 400,000 because they're going to want to make the same type of profit back on it. So I think in the scheme of things, because it was that planning permission was pre the legislation brought in, okay. there's always going to be an element of it.
0: Let, 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 let me put that though. We shouldn't over egg it. Okay, Mairead Farrell, two points there from Fiona Laughlin. Number one, this is a problem that's uh, dying out anyway because um, the uh, because of the planning permission issue. These predate the measures in 2021. And secondly, the higher you set the stamp duty, the more likely that is to be passed on to the renter.
3: People are looking to be able to buy homes. And since May um, 2021, when... Um, The government finally, after pressure from ourselves and Sinn Féin as well as from public pressure, um, decided to uh, put the stamp duty at 10%. Although we had warned at the time that it needed to be higher than that, Um, 1,200 homes have been snapped up by these funds. Now that's only houses, uh, Cullum. There's also apartments which were excluded from this. And where I am at this moment in time in the Galway studio, I'm just beside my own estate in my view. And at the top of the estate, there's um, a development of the Crown Plaza and on that Crown site, um, over 300 apartments are, are are due to be built and they are going to be by to rent. Now, the reality is that the government effectively, by excluding apartments from that stamp duty, were saying that apartments are not homes. Um, and also, we know that in the cities, Langawai City is is no different in this respect um, to Dublin City, that so many people want to be able to live um, and grow a family or you know, live their lives in the communities that they grew up in and around their own families and their old neighbours. The reality is because of uh, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael policies in terms of housing, it has become impossible for, Go- for, for young people in Galway City to be able to stay, to be able to buy in Galway City. They have to move out of it. That's the reality of it. Do, so do look, the you, government can dress it any that, way that they want.
0: Do you accept the point that on the planning condition, a measure passed in 2021 where most planning permissions last five years, that in effect there's a grandfather clause on investment funds being able to benefit from this and the problem will largely be solved by 2026?
3: Well, then probably the government should have been listening to us when we uh, raised this issue in, in finance acts before they decided to move in 2021. As I said, they moved in 2021 simply because of the pressure that was put on them by uh, the general public and by us and Sinn Féin, um, as well as others. So let's be clear on that. All right. And the Fiona Loughlin's here...
0: point on, on, on the stamp duty, the higher you set it, the more is passed on to the renters. Do you accept that?
3: That is, uh, to be honest, um, column. The reason that we had picked the seventeen percent was something you know, the fifteen percent that it is in Britain, as well as the two percent surcharge on top of that, right? So t- to suggest, oh, are we sure we can't do anything about that because it's it, you know it won't deal with the issue when you're clearly not dealing with the issue when we have twelve hundred homes um, that have been snapped up by these funds, not to mention uh, the homes that were uh, snapped up because they excluded apartments. What we need to see is affordable homes. At this moment in time in Galway City, you need to be earning one hundred and fourteen thousand to be able to afford. A home. I don't know people in Galway who who, who could realistically um, look at buying homes bec- uh, on that kind of wage. And, and
0: how come not higher than 17%
3: I suppose we um, ha, well. I suppose it's it's something that is in Britain at this moment in time, uh, and that that was the reason that we had um, I suppose chosen. We'd looked at it in terms of seventeen percent. We had put forward a whole swathe um, of different um, ways that the government could actually deal with this. Um, but yeah, that, that that is why we effectively came down to seventeen percent.
0: Fiona Lockland, do you know at what point the agreement for purchase is is made? Is it made at the point? Of planning with the developer or on completion—is that the point that investment funds comes in?
2: I would imagine it's the former, that it is at um, that that planning stage before it is completed. But just to make the point, obviously it's very, it is difficult for everybody to, you know, get the means together to buy a house, and it is should be an aspiration for. All of us to support those who want to buy their own home. Certainly is for my party. There are 600 people a week drawing down mortgages. That's quite significant. So we cannot say we have a situation where home ownership is gone beyond this generation. It's not. 600 mortgages drawn down every single week is very significant.
0: All right, I
3: ju- we also have a situation where the amount of um, young people who are, are getting visas to go to Australia has doubled in the last year. We've also seen in the last year that more people are leaving um, than coming back and that is reality. We also have a situation, and look, I did my Leaving Cert in 2008 so it wasn't exactly the ideal time to be doing your Leaving Cert and going into the working world or going into third level education but my friends who, who emigrated at that, that time um, after they had maybe completed nursing, speech and language therapy or whatever else it may be and who are now moving back are unable to get planning is far too expensive for them to rent and they cannot get mortgages and they cannot buy houses.
0: Alright, Fiona Lockton you mentioned there that um, or uh, Ashling was mentioned that uh, Daryl O'Brien said he, he would have a look at uh, proposals about the stamp duty so could we expect uh, uh, perhaps a rise beyond 10% or are are you in effect ruling that out? Uh, or are you, setting, are you saying your party is against it because of what you view as the potential danger of inflation in rents?
2: I'm not ruling it out. I'm not the Minister for Housing. To be fair to Minister O'Brien, I think he's always open to suggestions, to ideas. And the whole, because we're in such... Uh, a difficult situation with housing I think that he is right to continue to look at ways to try to improve situation to take the best advice and to keep developing rolling right. policies uh-huh. in relation to it uh,
0: Suzanne Rogers that's you know the, the purchase of, of of private houses whether by investment funds or whether by people um, making personal private purchases is, is one part of, of the market and the mortgage drawdowns that uh, Fiona Loughlin mentioned there is another part But there's clearly still a big issue with housing in the situations you're looking at for people seeking either rental accommodation or social housing. What kind of a picture is it?
4: It's not a pretty one. Um, I mean, I think that's the key really is, is social housing. There will always be a cohort who cannot enter into the private market. And I suppose I think what we've done with housing is. We have moved this public or common good into the hands of the private market and the market will not provide if you are unable to enter into that. So social housing is going to have to be key. Um, I mean, again, our our levels are, you know, even within the housing targets that government set, whichever government sets them, uh, it's not it's not unique to this particular one, but the housing targets, even if they were met, they're still not going to be enough.
0: And is the reversion of this issue with the investment funds in the social housing area as well? Because the state, in effect, or local authorities are mass purchasers of housing when it comes to the provision of, of social housing. Local authorities are competing with buyers as well.
4: We need to move back, I think, into local authorities, you know, building as opposed to turnkey. So that, I think, will have to be, uh, you know, a a key move. I mean, when I look at sort of the... the land development agency and the affordable housing there's a unit gone in very close to me it's 247 apartments and uh, it's 1,050 so it's a Dublin suburb Dublin 15 suburb not very salubrious 1,050 for a studio apartment 1,225 for a one bedroom and 1,400 for a two bedroom now that's classed as affordable housing again I don't know like, what any of us here earn, but I think that's a massive ask for like a single person in a, in a one bedroom studio to be able to hand over a thousand. That's more than likely going to be 35, 40, possibly 50 percent of your wages. So it always comes back to that piece about we need to be providing adequate levels of social housing. There will always be a cohort. And I think because we've we've residualized social housing, social housing is where you end up. Social housing should be something that anybody can access. Um, you know at sort of we need to be sort of broadening out that concept right. of, of moving away from the private market and the government providing this this really what is a public or common good
0: all right uh, availability is one thing Fiona Lockton, uh, there as um, as Suzanne Rogers is saying affordability is is entirely another the 600 people a week drawing down mortgages good for them who's helping them with their deposit you know uh Uh, in a a time of high interest rates, they're obviously the lucky ones. But in terms of affordability for people who aren't going to be meeting 3,100 a month, uh, in in Belcamp, it's a big issue too, isn't it?
2: it? It's a huge issue in terms of who's helping those 600. I think the help to buy scheme was very helpful, the, the first home scheme, and in some cases, the cry Conaha. But it is, I think, the highest level of mortgages being drawn down since two two 2007. Just going back to the affordability and availability, I completely agree with Suzanne in terms of local authorities should be building their own home, ha- housing for their housing stock. And the problem was that for a decade, from two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven, 2011, local authorities didn't build any houses. And then... They got out of the business and started uh, we had a, a different system being put in place where I agree. I think that the original model was certainly far more affordable. We didn't have that situation of local authorities being in competition with private. And so that has led to where we are. Um, I do believe there should be more affordable housing schemes the cost rental is working quite well we've had about four in my area in Kildare and in fact in Kildare our social housing list has gone down by 11% in the last year which is really good which means that people who are on the social housing list are getting uh, housing but the issue then remains those who are not on the social housing list who are not earning huge amounts of money and and I agree I think I am concerned about it. I totally appreciate that in a very short time, Minister Dara O'Brien has done a lot in relation to it. I feel that he will just be before, bringing more in to try to Just before I go that. back to, to, to,
0: to, to Mairead Farrell, the 30,000 uh, new bills uh, in 2023, did they include social housing or not? Do you know? If, if you don't, that's fine.
2: No, I am. Um, I, I don't think that they did.
0: OK, so, the yeah, that, that, that's fine. Just, just a point of clarification. Yeah, uh, yeah. M- M- Mairead Farrell, The uh, what the things that Fiona O'Loughlin are listing out there, you know, um, whether that's Help to Buy or Cree Cone, which I know uh, your party ha- have, have, have been uh, opposed to, but the, the building of uh, 30,000 houses, the creation of the circumstances uh, for that, uh, and the building industry saying they have the, the capacity uh, to do more. Would you concede at all that things if if not quickly enough, at least are moving in the right direction.
3: Well, I note that uh, Fiona mentioned affordable housing and there, in Galway, we were told in 2019, and I remember it being a, a big part of um, local elections at the time um, for uh, government... Uh, parties party saying that you know and that there would be an affordable housing estate delivered in the east side of Galway city um which is where I am right now uh, and now in 2024 it is still not like I don't even know when it's going to be delivered so like yes we need affordable housing but like it's it's not literally not coming um it's 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 not coming here for the people of Galway uh, city that's What, what the is an affordable housing
0: time. what would be an affordable housing in Galway because your your party leader mentioned uh, she'd like to see a 300,000 euro House in, in Dublin, Dublin being yeah being affordable. What what figure would you put on Galway?
3: I don't want to just make a fi- up a figure to be honest, Cullum, sure. um on the spot. But three hundred thousand is what we're saying for Dublin. But that it would obviously depend um, on the different types um, of regions. So I don't think it would be fair to to just throw out a, a figure without being a, a absolutely positive on it. Um, but the reality is that we haven't seen even like you know say any type of affordable housing coming on stream in Galway City. There's talk about some coming on stream in Galway County, but it would be a drop in the ocean um, for the amount of people between Galway City and Galway County who are uh, looking for it. See, in terms of the help to buy scheme, I like see from talking to people who have even availed of the help to buy scheme, they have said to me they know that it increases the prices. Um, in relation to the Criconia scheme, we know that it's barely... Um, like it barely been been used in the likes um, of Galway again. What we ultimately can't forget at Cullum is that we're only a few weeks out after Christmas, and we had four thousand children in emergency accommodation um, at Christmas. So we need to see large um, scale in terms of social housing as well, you know I I just think there's something incredibly wrong with our society if we think it's all right that 4,000 children um, were were homeless over Christmas and I'm not saying that individual people think that that is right or agree with it or anything like that but at the end of the day at this point in time it seems to have become acceptable, it has become the norm um, that we have this level of homelessness and the impact that that has on young children and young families and we, well on anybody but we, you'd hear it a lot of the time from um, parents who have say young children in in homelessness and the impact that it has on them developmentally as well
0: All right Suzanne Rogers what is is there an ideal Price for affordability for people who want to buy their own houses that Social Justice Ireland has said as a, as a benchmark price as 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 being affordable. What's the definition of affordable? In I the don't Irish think it's three hundred
4: thousand, even if it is in in Dublin. I mean, if you look at uh, as we were chatting before we came in, I mean, for a, a next Dublin Corporation house in Cabra, two up, two down, which I was brought up in, they're perfectly fine. But when they're selling for four hundred thousand, uh, we have totally lost the run of ourselves. But I mean, I suppose you know it, it it's linked to your wage it's linked to your quality of life so when you look at the Parliamentary Budgetary Office did a piece last year late last year between 2012 and 2022 uh, rents rose rents rose by 90% mortgages rose by 75% or house prices rose by 75% Over 2012 to 2022, wages rose by 27%. So it's that disconnect. So it's really about, it's the link between wages and how much of your wage needs to go back in to put a roof over your head. But when you're talking about the building targets, and we did like 30 odd thousand a year, again, the Parliamentary Budgetary Office, who I do like to go back to because it's solid, um, had a piece this week. So there's 116,886 households are deemed to have an ongoing social need housing as of the end of 2022. However, that doesn't include households in HAP. And they state here that the true scale of unmet social housing need in the state is largely unknown. So as I said, even if we were mating our targets, we're still nowhere near being able to provide adequate levels of housing for those in need. Okay, we're going and to. And of course, on. today we
3: even saw, or was it yesterday that we saw? Today, actually, that we saw that so so many areas actually don't, you can't even avail of a hot property. So you know, the absolute pressure, the sheer mental uh, strain that that puts on families who are currently with a notice to quit, um, and who mightn't have eleven or twelve years on the housing waiting list to to be considered for a property, depending um, on where they are. Like that is the kind of stress and pressure that people are under at this okay. moment uh, in time.
0: Fiona Lockland, there's been much criticism uh, from from your own party on Fine Gael of, of the uh, Sinn Féin leader saying that 300,000 in Dublin uh, is, is the level of affordability, not from the point of view as to whether or not it's affordable, but more from the point of view of the implications that might have for pushing people in, into negative equity. So what's affordable and what's a risk-free affordable price that you'd set on it that wouldn't push people into negative equity in Dublin?
2: What's affordable to one person isn't affordable to another and it is connected to what we earn. The, our uh, capacity to earn, um, I know when I bought my house, I uh, it's a number of years ago now, but I was well into my 30s and a lot of friends had bought before that. But uh, at the time, when I look back on it now, I was extremely lucky. At the time, I didn't think I'd be able to afford to pay my own uh, mortgage repayments, but luckily I have been able to manage to keep up with them. Um, I I honestly can't answer that question in in terms of what affordability looks like, because I do think it relates to the person's capacity to be able to earn, have a decent life and pay that back.
3: Okay.